How to Think Like Charlie Munger, billionaire, investor, and less known partner of Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world. Today, we're gonna cover some big ideas from billionaire Charlie Munger. These ideas are also used often by Warren Buffett since Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett are partners, they very much think alike and what they've been able to do and some of the mental models that they've used to have most successful track records in stock market history. This is their philosophy. And you can learn from these highly intelligent individuals with Munger specifically being a little bit more of the philosopher of sorts of the group and somebody that you don't see in the media as much, a little bit more of a recluse and one that has for sure influenced Buffett's thinking. So let's see what we can learn from this billionaire that maybe you can apply to your everyday life. Welcome back to another episode of the Shut Up No One Cares Get Back to Work podcast. I'm your host, Colin Stucker, the Wild CEO, and I'm obsessed with becoming the best version I can, helping others do the same so that we can build more better humans on this planet and then lead through example, have a ripple effect through our species to hopefully reverse some of these downward trends that we have and the uncertain future that my son is growing up into. I wanna help make better humans that are more aware, more enlightened, that can then go into the world and do better things using these better frameworks and these better ideas. And then that's how we're gonna change the world. The first thing that Munger is known for is don't be stupid. So here's a quote. Knowing what you don't know is more useful than being brilliant. Acknowledging what you don't know is the dawning of wisdom. So another thing he said, people are trying to be smart. All I'm trying to do is not be idiotic, but it's harder than most people think. Now, this is a little bit of a flip. This is sometimes called the inversion principle or via negativity. This is the idea that you're going to instead focus on not doing certain things and maybe even removing certain things and avoiding bad decisions rather than trying to find genius-like ideas or innovations or inventions or whatever. Now, when it comes to investing, this is obviously a certain strategy. And there are times in life where you want to innovate and take risks and do things like that. But generally, what Munger is saying, what he's seen and something that I can even test to myself is the more things we take on, the more things we try the more bad decisions we're going to make. And if you're making decisions with your dollars and investments, the more active you are as an investor, the more decisions you make, the more likelihood there is for error. The less you make, and you'll see a correlation here, the less decisions you make, the more likely it is they're going to be good decisions, well thought out, planned, and you're going to have a higher likelihood of success. This is especially true for money, which is something that we all need to make the best decisions we can with, or it will very quickly leave you. So when you're an investor, you're trying to think about big ideas, you're trying to make really, really good decisions, ideally only a few decisions in your investing career. And this is something that Buffett has made popular. And he uses the analogy of a punch card when he's talking to college graduates in various speeches over the years. He says, if I could give you a punch card that had 20 punches on it, and those would represent decisions that you could make in your financial life. And after you use up those punches, you could never make a decision again. Well, the likelihood you would make better decisions because you have less chances is much higher, and as a result, you would probably do better financially than the typical person that makes lots and lots of decisions and is too active and otherwise just continually resets their progress because they're always thinking they can change something or, or time the market or do something like that. And so this punch card analogy is the perfect way to think about this. You have less decisions, you make better decisions. You have more decisions, you make lower quality decisions, and you're more likely to fail or make really big, drastically bad decisions that could eventually bankrupt you. There's definitely a correlation here between more and less quality and less decisions and more quality. Second idea from Munger, be an iconoclast, think differently. This is a quote from Munger. Mimicking the herd invites regression to the mean. Iconoclast mindset, in a nutshell, it just means to think differently. So if everybody's thinking this way, you're probably thinking the opposite. 
this is a good thought experiment whether or not you are going to change your mind or not but generally what i found in life is when you start thinking the way most people think you're erring to the side of mistake and or at the very least averageness and if you don't want to live an average life you can't think the way average people think i know this isn't pc to say but it's a reality the average is defined by what most people do and but what most people do defines the average so if you do what most people do by definition you're average and you're going to end up with an average life and if you're watching this you probably don't want that so you have to think differently. It doesn't mean you have to think differently in every aspect of your life. And it doesn't mean you have to be a rebel rouser and just make a ruckus for no reason. You can do these things quietly and on your own time. But generally, if you want results, you have to be willing to think differently than the way people are thinking now. Because generally, that's where innovation comes from. That's where insight comes from. And that's where results usually come from. Because again, when things regress to the mean, which is what's typical or what's average, that by definition becomes what's average. And so if you want something extraordinary, it's extraordinary. It's above what's ordinary. And that's going to come when you're doing something different than what everybody's already doing. This is the simplest way to think about this concept. Think about the average person in your culture, your society, your community. What are they doing? How do they live? What do they think? What do they wear? What do they eat? What do they do? And then think about that life as a whole. Now think about how you want to live life. What is your ideal life going to look like? If your ideal life isn't matching what the average life looks like, well, then you know that you don't need to be doing things that the average people are doing. You got to be doing things that the extraordinary life is doing. And so we're obviously here talking about billionaire Charlie Munger, who is an extraordinary example of how you can get results. And that is by definition, not the same as average or doing the things that average does. Three, patience and the art of doing less. So I like to think about this concept from one of my favorite modern day philosophers, Alan Watts. Alan Watts defines Wu Wei, which is roughly translated to action through inaction. He likes to define it as not forcing. So it's this idea that when we force things, we tend to actually push them away. When we take a step back and we maybe even do nothing, things tend to come to us. It's this push and pull magnetism that is just almost seems like it's a natural law. In some cases, it is a natural law. You can see this in relationships. You can see this in our efforts and success. The more we push for things, especially when they're resisting us, the less likely it is we're going to get the result we want. Whereas when we take a step back approach and maybe we let time do its thing or we let people figure themselves out or do what they need to do and we are patient and then we don't act, which is actually an act of itself. Not acting is the act of not acting. <laughs> I know, it can be a little bit almost paradoxical. But when you decide not to do something, that's a decision. So you are taking an action. And a lot of results in life can come from just not forcing, not doing something, letting time take its course, letting things figure themselves out. Because what you'll do is you'll get more information. And a lot of times, as Seneca said, the truth kind of comes out the more time you give it. So the more patient you are, the more you get data that's real rather than getting sucked up into things that might seem like they're going to last or might seem like it's the truth or whatever. And then a lot of times they're just ephemeral and then they just end up passing. Whereas if you would have taken action, you would have tried to force things. You wouldn't have let it, certain things happen the way they were going to happen. You end up a lot of times making it worse. This is a quote from Charlie. Sit on your ass. You're paying less to brokers. You're listening to less nonsense and it works. The tax system gives you an extra one, two or three percentage points per annum. So he's obviously talking about investing in money and how the more active you are, the more things you do, the more time you invest, the more likely you're going to spend money, make bad decisions and waste time. So the final way to think like Charlie Munger 
In this video, change your mind. This is from Charlie. We are all learning, modifying, and destroying ideas all the time. Rapid destruction of your ideas when the time is right is one of the most valuable qualities you can acquire. You must force yourself to consider arguments on the other side. So the ability to change your mind in the world today that is so complex and fast-moving and ever-changing is going to be a superpower. It's how you get on top of the wave and you surf change. If you try to resist change, just like the surfer that tries to resist mother nature and paddle out and surf away that doesn't want to be surfed or fight the current, who do you think is going to win? It's always going to be the ocean. It's always going to be mother nature. More information is created every year. I think the statistic is something like more information every year is created than all the information in the history of mankind. Think about that a second. One year, 12 months. How are you going to keep up if you're resistant to change? When things change, at light speed, the willingness to let go of dogma, to open your mind, to change it, and to admit, even if it's just to yourself, to admit when you were wrong or admit when you need to add or refine your ideas, that is the key to success in the world today. The, the fast-paced, ever-changing, complex, information-rich world that we live in. And if you don't change your mind, if you're more stuck in dogma, you're going to suffer. There is no way around this concept. This is one of those first principles of life. The more open you are to changing your mind in an environment where things change, <laughs> the better you're gonna be. It seems obvious, but humans have a very hard time changing our minds. There's some biological reasons for this that we can thank our ancestors for when we used to live in the wild. But today, we live in an information-rich society where that's always connected in screens and all these things. And information comes at us from all angles, very fast, and things change on a daily basis. And what we have to do is we have to build habits that push back our rigid mindsets and we have to resist the dogma that comes naturally to our species. You see, dogma kept their ancestors alive. If they were paranoid in the wild, if they developed certain belief systems, it kept our species safe. The wild could be unpredictable. And generally, the more careful you were and the more you could build certain ideas that kind of kept you in a certain pattern of thought and habit, the more likely you were to survive and pass on your genes to the next generation. In the world today, though, that's relatively safe from a physical perspective. Well, we have this complexity of information and connectedness that our ancestors never had to face. And so we have to build different models and we have to become aware and we have to fight the dogmas that creep up into our mind that we cling to because we like to know what's going to happen. We like to try to simplify things because we think it's going to keep us safe. But the reality is, is safety today is your willingness to change. Safety in a ever-changing environment is defined by change and accepting change and using that as fuel for innovation to continually level up your life and get better at playing the game we're now all playing. So these are some big ideas that you can use to think like Charlie Munger and think like a billionaire that will hopefully level up your life. I hope you got some value out of these, but more importantly, I hope you take some action with something or multiple things that you learned today or that might've been a reminder that you need to focus on. A lot of times we just need reminders and nudges. It's not often that there's completely new ideas that come into your mind. Sometimes they do, uh, but most of the time it's just a reminder. And so let this video and something in here that maybe you've heard before, let, let it serve as a reminder of what you know you need to now do. Now let's get to the daily six, which is part of the Shut Up podcast. And then I will let you get back to your day. I got two quotes for today. If you don't know where you are going, you'll end up somewhere else. Yogi Bear, former New York Yankees catcher and kind of like a, a sage philosopher. Some of his quotes are amazing. But think about that. If you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else. It's funny. It's like 
It's ironic. It's funny. I love it. Here's another quote. Every minute you spend in planning saves 10 minutes in execution. This gives you a 1000% return on energy. And that's Brian Tracy. This is something that I've struggled with over the years. I like to just get in and do. But when I do that, I usually create complexity that I didn't plan for. And I usually have trouble getting the things I did and putting them into some kind of cohesive system that actually makes sense. So it's a lot of randomness. When you plan and you have a strategy, like today I recorded this, and this is actually gonna be two potential pieces of content. It's how to think like a billionaire, Charlie Munger. It's also the daily podcast. And I'm gonna use them for probably dual purposes or maybe make a one video and then just add the daily six on the end. So it's kind of like a YouTube video, but then it's also a podcast. And these are just ways that when you have strategy, you can repurpose content, you can save time, and you can also do things in a more effective manner because I'm gonna record this video one time and I already recorded two different intros and two different outros, one for the podcast, one for YouTube. So then I actually have, within this recording period, only spent a couple extra minutes, but because I planned for it, I don't have to come back in the studio and record like a separate podcast or do that on the editing back end. I have two different pieces of content that I got done in this 15 minute studio session. And that's the power of planning. I went into this with a title already in mind, with some research and bullets that I wrote out for this topic. That's also gonna then end up be an article that's gonna go on the website. So it's how to think like Charlie Munger. And then I have the podcast and then I have the YouTube video. That's the power of planning. And if I were to just do this in a random way and kind of slapstick that stuff together afterwards, it would I would spend so much more time and it just wouldn't be good. And I've done that in the past. And that's why I try to spend a lot more time now on planning and thinking about things before I do them. Daily book recommendation, scribed.com, S-C-R-I-B-D.com. It's like Netflix for books and audiobooks. It's amazing. In fact, I now go there before I buy anything on Amazon to make sure it's not in my Scribed account because if it is, I don't have to buy the book. It's 10 bucks a month. Freaking amazing. Daily question to ponder. What will you think about your life on your deathbed? So what if in one year you had a few weeks to live? How would you think about your life? Would you be happy? Would you be satisfied? Would you feel like you lived to your truest, fullest potential? Or would you have squandered it? This is a question that you should think about every single day. And then do it enough until you rewire your brain. And yes, you should use fear in this instance. You should use fear of not living up to your full potential. You should use fear of not doing the things that are going to get you to the life that you want. Because before you know it, you're going to be old or on your deathbed at a young age. And you're not going to have any time left. And that's going to be a tragedy. Daily health tip, focus on the basics. Real food, movement, getting outside, social, community, purpose, eliminating stress, meditation, mindfulness. You can actually get the seven principles of living wild PDF over at theincestualmind.com or there'll be a link below. That'll give you the foundational things that make a human healthy. I highly recommend getting that. It'll also get you on the AM5 newsletter. If you're not already on there, I highly recommend getting on that. I send a short bite-sized newsletter every Friday that over 6,000 people are now subscribed to. Go to the Ancestral Mind or go to colin.coach to get that newsletter. Daily cooking tip, go to YouTube, search a recipe or even an ingredient like how to cook chicken breast, if that's what you have in your fridge, how to cook steak. And then it's amazing. The amount of videos and the quality and the, the, and the fact that it's free is simply amazing. And a lot of times a recipe doesn't show you all the nuances of actually cooking or preparing an ingredient. Whereas a video that shows you step-by-step -step what somebody does, this is a game changer for learning recipes and techniques. Daily thoughts about money. When you have the urge to buy something, put the decision away for a few days and then come back to it later. And if you still have that same urge, then you can buy it. This will keep you from impulse buying and from just wasting your money in general. 
avoid things that you don't really need and that you can go without and you're going to be more financially free. You're also going to have just more awareness of yourself and not invest in a lot of the consumer and also not engage in a lot of the bad consumer behavior where you're buying things to try to feel good. That's just a bottomless pit that you'll never crawl out of unless you become aware of it in the first place. That's it for today's show. Do all the things, but more importantly, take action and I'll see you in the next one.